Hey, welcome everybody. It is so good to be connecting with you and good to have you, Pastor Rod. It is a new year, 2022. And today we're going to be talking about starting the year refreshed. We're really believing that this is what God is speaking to us and encouraging us as a church. And so, yeah, looking forward to chatting about this today, Pastor Rod. I'm really excited by the, the new year. We should be refreshed coming into a new year. Yeah, absolutely. So good. So let's jump straight into it. Um, with this new year, what what are you doing uh, personally to to make sure that you're starting this year well and starting this year refreshed? Um, I have a scripture, a Bible verse that I really love. And some of you who know me know it very well. It's, it's Psalm 100 verse 4. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and mm. enter his courts with praise. And I've always thought a new year is like a gate. It's a gate. Yeah. You're going to go through it. And um I've been a believer now for 42 years uh, since I was 19, and um, every year I just say it's a it's a gate of thanksgiving and a gate of praise, and it's really helped me to to refocus. There's been stuff in the past. This is the situation, but I want to get excited by going mm. through a new gate, and I think that shows also new new hope, uh, new vision, new opportunities, new chance. It's just like. The world talks about, you know, turning over a new leaf or New Year's resolution. Well, I think we need a Christian New Year resolution to be thankful. I really do. Come on. Uh, that's, that's my number one thing is just that scripture, Psalm 100 verse mm. 4. So good. Oh, that's awesome. So with, with, this, uh, with entering in with thankfulness, is it, uh, is it an attitude of the heart or is, are there some intentional things that you do, like set aside time to write down mm. what you're thankful for or have conversations or what are some yeah. things? How do we do this practically? Well, I do, I do something every day. We call it journaling every day, just a little bit of God's word. God speak to me. So a New Year day doesn't mean it's the only thing I do. I've got preparation. In fact, as a pastor, I've got to think about, you know, what's the theme for the year and what are you saying for a whole group of people? Um, mm. But I don't, uh, what, what happens is it comes out of what God's saying to me. Um, mm. and, and what God is saying to me is, on this occasion, is refreshing. There's going to be mm. a Holy Spirit refreshing. We can, we're going to talk about this. But I really believe that the last two years have been so difficult for a lot of people. Um, yeah. There's a lot of hope in that concept. Of, of refreshing. Mm. So what do I do? I do the same as I do every day, but it's probably just a bigger audience or a bigger a bigger group of people that I would love to come with me on the journey of refreshing. Mm. So I just think I'm going to wake up New Year's Day. I've got my scripture. I've got my word. Um, whatever time we wake up, some of you you know don't go to bed <laughs> till after um, midnight or whatever. Um, you know, out and out, you know, with other people or whatever. But but the, when you wake up, just say, God, it, it's a new year, and here's the scripture, and start speaking it, and start believing it. And I just think that gets our brain into 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 motion, our heart into motion, into a new year. I think we have to mm. do this, um, and I think that we've got to learn to speak to our brain because our brain wants to speak mm. to us and say, I'm tired, and we've had this and we've had that. But I've got to mm. speak to my brain. My heart's got to speak to my brain saying, no, it's, uh, it's new, it's new, it's new, it's new. And to get the, the promises, speaking the promises of God over the new year. And it may not be out loud if you're in a family situation. You may not be able to go around saying new year, but um, in your heart, it's a new year. It's a new yeah. year. 
And I, I just think, and then being around people that have the same perspective, that's called church mm. or connect group or dream team. It's mm. getting around a team that believe the same stuff really helps us to, to refocus quickly into a new year. Yeah. So good. And I, I can just kind of echo that, that being part of on, on your leadership team, uh, it's, I'm so grateful to be a part of this team and, uh, and just seeing the culture that, that you and Pastor Viv have created is just, is a, uh, this culture of thankfulness that there is always this gratitude, even in the tough times, there's a thankfulness. And I think you, we see that right across our movement is that every single person yeah. just carries the spirit of gratitude, the spirit of thankfulness, even in the tough mm. times. And we've, we've heard stories of people right across our church having really tough times, but you speak to yeah. them and they just, God, God is so good and they're mm. thankful. Mm. And so it's just, yeah, it's amazing to, to be a part of this culture. And it's a real joy to lead people that want a passionate for God's word. You know, it's not like we're pulling people saying, come on. Now, people are really getting this. And so yeah. when there's a rally cry to a scripture or a concept, mm -hmm. I think there's a real a buy-in, a quick buy-in, an early Mm. adoption i guess is what they're using leadership terms an early sense of yes this is good this is what god yeah. is saying to us all and i think there is a real hopefulness and positivity and thankfulness right across our our church's life house so right across the life house movement yeah so good so 2020 2021 uh, has been a tough tough two years uh, and there's been so many challenges and yet we've seen and amazing, amazing things happening. But I know that many of us are carrying disappointments from yeah. the past two years, uh, just things we were hoping to see happen and that. And so how could you encourage us? What? How can we walk into the future just full of faith and, and kind of let go mm. of the past, take hold of the future? Uh, just what are some things we can do for that? Sure. Well, we're not denying the last two years have been hard. We're not in denial. It's been really hard, and there's people have even lost some family members. We almost yeah. lost my, I almost lost my mother-in-law in Argentina. Um, it's been very hard. There's been a lot, yeah. been a lot of sickness, and people have lost jobs, and people have moved. They've actually physically had to move. Um, there's been a lot of disappointments. I think mm. we have to accept that. That's real. Um, and and in in our faith, our faith journey, we are not saying we're bulletproof or. It's always going to be up and up and up. No, the, I love it when it proverbs it says the way of the righteous spirals upward or, or curves upwards. And, and that's my concept here for, for anyone is that disappointments are part of life. We can't deny it. It is there. So how do we deal with, how do we deal with disappointments, I think is your question. And, and my answer is we just have to keep feeding ourselves on what God says. And um, we just have to keep reading the Bible just a little bit. could be just a, a, a verse. A couple of verses a day and just say god please speak to me what would you say to me keeping keeping fresh um mm -hmm. going back over old things that we've written or read in the word and remembering god said those things and if god said it it's going to come to pass and um i just think we need to it, it, it what i said before we've got to, our heart has to speak to our brain our mm -hmm. brain is saying disappointment our heart is saying god is good and we've got to yeah. let our heart win um, you know, the spirit of the Lord, the, the, the kingdom of God, the Bible says, is not about eating and drinking, not about physical things. It's about righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's um, Romans 14, 17. 
And I just think, you know, we're not preaching a prosperity where everything goes right. That is not the New Testament. Mm. There are disappointments. There's even some grief and some sad things. And, oh, my goodness, you know, as a mm. pastor, I've, I've seen a lot of those. But I've also seen people going through those and being able to hold on to Holy Spirit hope and faith and recover and then thrive. So survive and then thrive. If you're disappointed, you, you've got to acknowledge it. It's real. And then say, but God, you're still good. God, I still believe. Speak a scripture. Speak what God is saying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some disappointments the last two years, but I've also had some appointments. The opposite of a disappointment <laughs> is God's appointment. I've met a lot of Come new on. people. Uh, we've met a lot of people personally. We've met a lot of people in India and Pakistan and, and, and Nepal. We would never have met otherwise. And there have been some appointments uh, some new friends online, some new people in connect groups coming on, some a lot of viewers watching us popping up and saying, hi, I'm such and such, and I'm not a believer, but I've been watching your program. So there have been a lot of appointments. And yeah. I think the next six months, we're going to see a lot of these appointments. Maybe we've mm-hmm. met online. So we've got to feed ourselves with hope and, um, you know, both hope, both faith, hope, and love. <laughs> Sorry about that. Almost came out the wrong way. Um, and the greatest of these is is love. And so we've we've got to be um, those sort of believers that are able to say, "I am disappointed, but God is still able. God is still there." And that's the power of a new year: is to say, hmm. "I'm going to enter that gate, and I'm going to yeah. leave disappointments behind because I'm now full of appointments. I'm now full yeah. of the the future possibilities." And current possibilities. I mean, a lot of us have actual things that are going to happen in the next year. So current possibilities. And then there's going to be all these new things. So I'm always living in that zone. And some people might say, oh, yeah, that's because you're an extrovert or that's because you're an optimist. And that is true. But I I wasn't always like that. When I became a Mm -hmm. believer, I was an introvert and I was negative and I I was in a very, very bad place. And um, so my positivity has come through being born again, right? The, um, yeah. Being born from above, uh, all, all things become new. Um, that's the renewal inside and then the renewal into my brain. That's called the renewing of the mind. Mm. And I've had to really attack my mind. Um, and, and what I keep saying is, mind, you are not in charge. You are not the boss. Uh, God's mm. word is the boss. God's spirit is the boss. Um, and I had to learn to retrain my brain. Um, it's probably a good rap there somewhere. Retrain your brain. Um, uh, early on, I had to do that in my early 20s, just keep attacking bad attitudes. And it does get easier. Um, and some people say, why is it so hard? And I say, well, maybe you, 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 you haven't trained your brain. Um, and you've got to have to start doing it now. And people say, well, that's hard work. And say, yeah, but you, you can get some wins. You can get some quick wins by journaling, by worshipping, by being with amazing people. You can get some quick wins. And the quick wins um, make me want more, more wins with God. This is a better lifestyle than that. This is, mm-hmm. this is a better way to live. So big answer to your big question. What do you do with disappointments? Face it. And then leave it and say, God, you're still on the throne. You're still in control. I believe in your word. Um, and I'm speaking to myself as I say that. 
and uh, and, and yeah. speaking to you and anyone really, uh, yeah. we're all in this process. Hey, yeah, yeah. I I think it's one thing that I've really loved and learned from your uh, perspective of 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 this, which has really helped me and my wife on our journey, is this uh this attitude that you have like hey if it didn't happen today it could happen tomorrow and there's a yeah. sense of expectation and i guess it's yeah. one of the thing it's just making sure that i go before i go to bed every night i've let go of those disappointments and just saying well, i'm gonna get up in the morning gonna get a fresh word from god and it could yeah. happen tomorrow and and that that's really kind of helped me and my wife on our journey and we even have a saying it's like we're one day closer to a miracle and and it's this kind of like it didn't happen today, but at least we're one day closer. <laughs> we're one day closer to this miracle, and yeah. Um, yeah, I think it really helps. And I don't think it's just positive thinking. It is positive thinking, but I think it's faith. It comes from it is. We know yeah. the nature of who our God is, and and yeah. I think, like you were saying, we we it's not just our feelings. We come back to God's word, and we look at who He is, and and I think that's where the strength and the power of it is. And so. Yeah. When we came to Japan, everyone said how hard it was going to be for sharing the gospel. But we had a word from God. We had this, we've had it, my mm-hmm. wife had a vision of a wave, a tsunami, she called it. It was a big wave mm-hmm. of God's love that we felt was coming on Japan. But when we arrived, it was so hard. It was like everybody said, and we had a choice every day to agree with the negative, it's hard, what are we doing here, or to agree with God. And it hadn't yet happened. So, mm. so early on, this, our movement was birthed in this concept of we have to hold on to, hold on to the word. And uh, I think a big part of faith is holding on to the word. It's exactly mm. what you said. Faith, holding on to what did God say? What did God say? And it got us through the hard times. And there's still some hard times to this day, 20 years mm. later. You know, it's not all easy going. But um, that was that daily thing daily daily we can't listen to our even our experience can't be our future um Mm. and i I learned this also you know from early on reading journaling but i also was Mm. a salesman in my uh, 20s for a a number of years and i had to learn that rejection today is not rejection tomorrow in other words you know selling and someone says no and no and and you got to pick up yourself the next day and go out in faith that you'll get it i'll get a yes today I'll get a yes today. And um, <laughs> um, and, and that was another part of my journey was every morning waking up, journaling, saying, God, I want a great attitude and I pray that I would help someone today. I pray I would meet someone today I could bless, be kind to for your kingdom. That was a big part of it too was mm. um, it wasn't just about making sales. It was about I want to make sales because that's my job, but I also want to make a difference in the world. So. Every day was a new day. And that's where I, I sort of got that from that, you know, it didn't happen yesterday, didn't happen last week, but today's the day. And if it's not today, there's always tomorrow. Mm. Uh, it, is, it is a way of living for me. Um, yeah. and, and I've kept it as a pastor or whatever we do. It is a big yeah. part of my life. So I'm really excited, Adrian, that, that you and your wife, uh, Catherine, are, are living that because I think it's a great way to live, living in, living yeah. in expectation. And some people say, but isn't that false hope? And I say, well, I'd rather have false hope than no hope, you know. Um, but I don't think it is false hope. I think it's real yeah. hope in a real God. Yeah. It's just not today, like you said. What was the yeah. thing you said again, you and Catherine? What was your saying? Uh, 
we're one we're one day closer to a miracle that's great that is so good yeah. mate. i think people should yeah. uh, hold on to that you are one day closer <laughs> to a miracle yeah so yeah so i think it's really been a something that's really empowered our faith and and again it's the more you look at scripture, the more you read stories of Jesus. Like it's it's not it's it's based yeah. on 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 truth. It's based on like you were saying, holding on. I heard the saying. It's like you hold on with that white knuckle grip, where you're holding on so tight that your knuckles turn white. It's like I'm holding on to these truths, God. I'm not letting go yeah. because yeah. Uh, these there there is nothing more sure and powerful than these truths that we find in Christ. So. That's right. And I've been I've been walking with Christ now for over forty years, and it's not as I said, it's not always up. There's, there's some downs and some hard times. Absolutely true. But over time, it has been an amazing journey of holding on and getting more positive, yeah. and then helping others too. So so good. And let's shift a little bit uh, in terms of okay, we, we've spoken about dealing with disappointments, but now planning for the future as we look into yeah. 2022 we're looking forward so how can we how can we plan in the midst of so much uncertainty because we don't know what's going to happen what the world what this with a pandemic and what's happening but mm. how do we plan in the midst of uncertainty I, I don't know who said it but there was a saying i really grabbed onto many years ago and that is that um you know we don't know when jesus is coming back uh, he is coming back but so, someone said you know Live as if he's coming back today, but plan as though he's not coming back for a long time. So mm. live as though he is coming back. What does that mean? Like, God, I, I want you to touch me, be with me, speak to me. I want to be a kind person today, today. But plan as though he's not coming back for a long time. And I would say to anyone listening to this, have great plans, make mm. great plans, whether it's on um, family, um, buying good things like house or uh, land or um, you know blessing people building jobs building careers education uh, making care of your own health in healthy living healthy eating don't live for today so we're living for Jesus today but I'm planning for a mm. long life and I would say to any young person who has got involved in um, end time teaching which I love and I, I really look into but end time teaching should never stop us planning. So that's sort of a big mm -hmm. canvas here to say, I'm planning like any other year. Um, I'm planning um, my first week. I'm planning my first month. I've got my, um, you know, my my diary, which most of you have got your diaries on your phone, but I've gone back to paper diary because I've got too many things. <laughs> um, I've, I've got I've got plans. I've got goals. Um, you know, John Maxwell says that John Maxwell, a great. Christian leadership teacher says that only like 2% of people write down their goals. Um, sure. And and those 2% of people usually achieve their goals. In other words, writing mm. something down or keeping a note of a goal sure. is really important. Now, goals are not God. They can change and they can be changed um, by God. But it's mm. good to write things down. So I, I would encourage people to write what this year could be could be a year of relationships of new job of some blessings of uh, um, new opportunities whatever I think we need to have hope and and put hope into small things called goals goals should never um, you know be, be, be the lord of our lives but just something to, to aim for that help us mm. prioritize 
So I think we should plan and then pri prioritize. What's the most important in the plan? I think the most important is to stay close to God and your family um, yeah. at all times. So making those decisions, prioritizing family time, kid time, if you've, you've got kids, um, education, obviously God and church and, and, and godly people, um, prioritize your time and then not be pushed around by the, the things of the world, what the world says mm. you should have. Planning is so important. Even in the middle of this pandemic, I've, I make plans. I make lists of things I should do and people I should contact and mostly I follow through. Um, and when I don't, it's still there to do something in, in the future. So I think plan. Planning mm. is huge. Live as though Jesus is coming today. I want your presence. I want your love. I want to be kind. But plan as though he's not coming for a long, long time. And this is how we've, um, I think, we've seen so many great lives built around. Um, you know, here in Japan, when we first came, we had no young Japanese Christians. Zero in our church, not one, uh, for months. And, uh, and then the first one that, who became a believer was a young Japanese student. Now we've seen thousands, but it started with the one. So you've got to plan for the first or the one or the small. Some of our campuses are smaller churches, and I'm talking about the ones and the twos. Plan mm. to reach one person or two people. Or So planning starts not, not I'm going to do this and it's going to be huge because I think that does lead to disappointment when we overstate the goal or the plan, but we should have a goal and some plans in our heart that move us towards that. Does that answer the question there? I, I think it's a really big question. This thing of live for today, plan for a long time. Yeah, I think it's great um, because it definitely does. It, I think it helps with our perspective that we we living we 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 building our lives. We we have a long term generational thinking. We want to impact people, but we also know that. Today is important. I'm going to live today. I'm going to give my all today, but I'm going to live with a big, bigger perspective. So, yeah, I yeah. think it's brilliant. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And so, just as so as we're making plans, we've we've got vision, we've got goals, we've got plans, and things are not moving as fast as we would like them to do. Things are not happening the way that we uh, would like them to do yet. So how could you encourage just young people who have big dreams, who have made plans, but yet they aren't yeah. seeing them fulfilled yet? Um, yeah, big question. Hey, you just, I, I think, as I said, goals are not God. Um, goals could be changed by God. So timing can change and concepts can change. I, um, Viv and I were watching a, a TV show a while ago about who people thought they were going to marry and who they really married. And um, it's quite amusing uh, people had this list of expectations, and then they said, "And now he's my husband or wife." And the person <laughs> didn't look, didn't look like their their list. Um, I mean, it could, but it was it was amusing how many said it was different than I thought. So the concept of marrying is great and it's God given, but I just say open open up to new possibilities. Um, you know, God might might bring some someone surprising mm. into your life or a new job or um, goals can change and timelines can change, yeah. but the bigger priority should stay the same. That is loving God, loving our family, mm. loving God's kingdom. Um, the bigger priorities, the, 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 sort mm. of framework, the framework stays the same and goals shift. 
as I said, yeah. as I was a salesman, you know, you had you had to shift goals all the time. You had to realize something wasn't working and shift or, wow, here's a new opportunity and take that. And I, I, I actually think it's a part of life is discovery. Mm. And um, so holding goals, but they can shift, um, just hasn't happened yet. It can shift, it can go out, it can change. But mm. the bigger part, and I mean, we could talk a lot of scriptures, Bible verses right now, but you know, I, I love where, where Jesus is, is teaching on the Sermon on the Mount and he says, blessed are they who live like this. And yeah. the actual word blessed means more blessed or happier, happier. So even if we don't see things happening, our attitude, God is there, God is good, can make us happier, yeah. happier, happier than what? Happier than I was, happier than I should be, happier. Living in that zone, um, change goals, just change them. Mm. I, you know, Again, I say to pastors who are not reaching their goals, I say, well, just change your goal because you're actually yeah. doing well, but you're just not reaching that goal. <laughs> um, you know, some people have, have a really good time as I look at what they've got and they say, I just didn't reach my goal. And I, I said, well, what was your goal? And they tell me and I thought, well, I probably wouldn't reach that either <laughs> in that time frame. Um, reduce your goal. I don't mean reduce your vision, but re- change your timeline, change your goal. Mm. Make it smaller, make it fit and see opportunities mm. where that goal can change. This is a very big area. Goal, goals are not God. Yeah. And they can change. And I would say to anyone who's set too high a too high a goal, change that goal. You know, I, I've met people that say, you know, I'm going to be married by this this age or this time, and they're, and they're not. And I say, well, just change your time. You know, I can't explain <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, but but don't don't limit yourself by your own goals or yeah. by maybe a parent's goal for you that you would do that mm. study or or this or that or whatever. Yeah. But we're living what God's saying to us. Mm. Sure. I think, yeah, it's definitely in terms of being open and flexible uh, with yeah. with our goals. As, um, we've definitely seen over these two years of the pandemic yeah. how we've had to be so flexible. And because I think we've embraced flexibility, we've seen mm-hmm. some of the most incredible opportunities opening up. Yeah. Like uh, we've at Lifehouse, we've, like you mentioned earlier, we connected with people in Pakistan and Nepal and India, and we've been able to see new churches, new communities form, new people reached uh, because of this openness just to be, okay, God lead us continuously. And I yeah. think that's, that's why we love journaling because it's, mm. I, I have the big vision, but I'm going to open up God's word for direction today. It's that that Psalm uh, 119, 105, where it says you, you, your word is a lamp unto my path. It's this, yeah. God's word gives us the big picture, but it's also a, a light unto my path and a lamp unto my steps. It shows me the next step yeah. as well. So it's kind of yeah. both big picture, but also I'm living in the now with mm. God. So mm. Absolutely. Good. That's so good, mate. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. And as a leader, you're leading people all around the world uh, with that same... Hope, eh, and, and giving, giving, um, what's the word? Well, it's hope, but it's also directional hope. It's like, why don't you try this instead of that? And yeah, flexibility, I think, is a huge part of um, success. Um, a lot of people are changing jobs. A lot of people are changing their education. A lot of people, there, there is opportunity. This pandemic has definitely, definitely, we could go to the big here and say it's definitely changed mindsets. It's definitely changed destinies. It's definitely changed opportunities 
it's, you know, I, I don't think God brought it. In fact, I, I don't believe God brought anything to do with this pandemic, that God can use all things for good. We believe that, Romans 8, 28. Mm. And uh, staying flexible and seeing um, the refreshing of God could just come at any moment, couldn't it? It really, really could yeah. to any part of the world. <laughs> any, any moment, so it's good. Great. Um, we, I, we're kind of coming to the end, so I just want to end with one kind of big Big picture question. I know this is this yeah. is a big question, but maybe yeah. you can just give us some highlights. Um, you you speaking with uh, leaders across the world. You yourself are a visionary leader. What are you seeing for twenty twenty two? What's what are some of the yeah. the dreams that, that are burning on your heart for for twenty twenty two? Um, well, relationships are, are so important, <laughs> and I think we're realizing that we're mortal. Uh, life ca- life can be difficult and change so make the best of every day make the best of your own relationships so it's reprioritizing i think i think that's what's happening i think there's a reprioritizing of values um i was listening the other day to a a a man who's written a book a christian guy in america called uh, from paycheck to purpose in other words in the workplace there is a reprioritizing from money to satisfaction so I think the pandemic has helped clarify a lot of mm. things for people around the world. And in that, I think, is some people um, maybe moving away from God a little bit for some reason. I, don't, I wouldn't do that. I, th- I don't think that's the right step. But there's a lot of people getting passionate for God and getting passionate for purpose, living on purpose, living for relationships, setting relationships right. And I do think there's a real passion for basic hearing the voice of God for our lives, what we talk about journaling. I, you know, all over the world, I, I talk to pastors from, you know, mainly from Europe and um, then some in, in America and South America, um, a little bit in other places. And, and, the, and it's interesting how similar the questions are right now about, Rod, how do you build a leadership team? How do you build a happy leadership team? How do you run small groups that are satisfying how, the how-tos. And I think two years ago, they weren't really the prioritized questions I was getting. There was other questions that were fine. But right now, after two years in the mm. pandemic, the questions are much more homing, honing into the, the small habits and the small things that make a big life. That's reprioritizing. And that's my answer, I think, around the world. I'm seeing um, there's a reprioritizing back to the basics of what Jesus said. <coughs> Pardon me. There's a reprioritizing to family and children and a reprioritizing to living your purpose. What has God got you on the planet? These are great questions. And as Christian leaders, it makes it, you know, what we're sharing is more um, discussion. I think amongst the young people, the millennials, Gen Z, there's much more discussion on what it, who am mm. I and what is my life. Um, and I think if we're able as leaders to enable those discussions we're going to see a lot of people come back to christ uh, come to the lord um, find purpose and this is i don't think there's a better time to be alive in my lifetime than right now Uh, and i'm not saying again the pandemic is of god it is not and there has been many pandemics in history but every time there was a pandemic um, society changed economics changed jobs changed relationships changed there was a change and the pandemic right now has brought change. And I'm thinking this new year could be the best year for everyone listening here 
um, as we get back to basics, read the Bible. God, speak to me. Keep a clean heart. God, I forgive and release. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my kids. Just basics, getting us ready for possibly the best year we've ever had, 2022. And we're not out of the woods yet. We don't know what, what's going to happen. Um, but I, I guarantee it's going to be a year of refreshing in the Holy Spirit. I believe it. I'm going to pray in a minute if you let me. Um, the refreshing of God over hearts and minds, getting us ready. But we've got to do basics. We've just got to do that basic live for Jesus today and plan long term. So I think that's the questions all around the world right now is how do we do that? Mm. And there's a lot of great discussion. I, I, I'm hearing more and more positives mm. about people saying um, all these random people online or in person have come to church that are asking about Jesus, uh, asking for prayer. Our church in India, when they went online, they said they had thousands of people from other faiths asking for prayer. That's, that's incredible. And our answer is, of course we can. We'd love to pray for you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's so good. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Rod, for your just wisdom, your faith, your encouragement. And uh, I believe 2022 is going to be an awesome year. So great, great chatting today. And just to finish off, I would love you to just pray for all of us yeah. and we can sign off. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We, are, we love you and we thank you for what you've done in our lives. We are truly thankful. It has been hard, Lord, but you're with us. You're for us. You're about us. And I pray for every person and every family listening, for your presence. And there'll be a passion, Lord, to get back to basics, just to read a bit of the God's, of God's Word, your Word, and to speak it, um, speak it over our lives, over the new year, refreshing, Lord. I pray for a refreshing and a year of getting closer to you and reprioritizing our lives to be full of people that we love and relationships and purpose. I pray for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Rod, and thank you, everyone, for connecting, and we look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. God bless. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.